What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dabao Podcast. Jada here. In this series, we bring Malaysians all around the world to you. We will have a glimpse of how life is at their side of the world. So, like, I, I'm just really curious, like, what were your parents' reaction when you decided to quit Big Four? Like, you know, Asian parents, you know, the... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> After bringing guests from different countries, I'm thrilled to introduce a guest who is based in the amazing country that I live in, Hong Kong. We'll deep dive into TVB dramas, fantasies, how the both of us landed our graduate jobs in Hong Kong, and debunking myths of dim sum land. Let's welcome Koshin to the Tapao podcast. Hi, Koshin. Hi, hi everyone. Hi, Jada. Sekjo fameya. Uh, I'm sekjo. Don't use Cantonese. My Cantonese is just terrible. <laughs> Not too sure whether everyone can recognize, but we have a slightly different Cantonese accent. Yeah. Yes? No, guys? <laughs> I learned it back in Malaysia, so it's not, mm-hmm. like the, not like the standard, the exact Cantonese that Hong Kong people use it right here. Yeah, but the thing is, I, uh, because I came to Hong Kong without being able to speak a word of Cantonese, because I'm from Penang, ma, the mm. northern part of Malaysia, Penang SP. The Hokkien people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I learned it from locals, so... It's different. <laughs> so, so you got the authentic one, you know? You got the Zhengzhong Cantonese. Yeah, but the thing is, when I come back to KL, right? Why are you so fake, man? What kind of Cantonese are you speaking? <laughs> it's like those, those, those people that when they go UK overseas, well, like they go they go to UK for a few years, then they come back with a British accent. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> why are you using that fake accent? <laughs> but sorry, guys, I can't speak your kind of <laughs> Cantonese. It's just different some terms like Lok Yu and Lok Sui. People can yeah. just get it in an instant. You're like, yeah, you're, you're not from here. How long have you been in Hong Kong? Uh, I've been in Hong Kong for uh, more than five years now. I did my undergrad in Hong Kong, graduated, and then continued working here. Five years and, and your Cantonese is pretty good. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty standard. If you don't talk about like the more technical terms, I'm good to go, I would say. <laughs> what, what do you mean by technical terms? Like like during work, you have to use those technical terms? Yeah, yeah. Like for example, if like, in banking field, you want to use all those tech, tech terms, I, I really cannot do that. <laughs> uh, my mind is just out. My, I just can't, man. <laughs> so, Koshin moved to Hong Kong around two years ago to study master's, right? Yep. Yeah, so how did you decide that, oh, you're going to do it on, in Hong Kong? Was it to fulfill your TVB fantasies? Ah, no, no. I, even I know that those TVB, TVB stuff are like, the TVB stuff that I watch are like 10 years or 20 years like ago. So. Hey, come on. How old are you, man? <laughs> I, I, I'm born in 93. Okay, so I'm, I'm not going to answer it directly. You just have to do the math. Yeah. Well, not really, you know, because uh, we, we all still know that it's just movies, but we, we do see the mm-hmm. skyscrapers and the bustling city around. Um, but for me, it's like it's just because that I didn't really like my particular job, mm-hmm. and I came across this master's course during a uh, an exhibition. My family they were like saying that my personality, mm-hmm. I, I I would I would I would do quite well in Hong Kong because I'm more of that that chair type. Chong chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know about this term, you know. I I came to Hong Kong only people told me that yeah 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 quite chair. Then I'm like. There's such term. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh, how how can we describe it in 
English. Like, it, I don't even know how to say you know, it. You don't really say that it's not the hardworking. No, it's not hardworking. I think that the best word would be mm-hmm. um, driven. Uh, wow, that's such a polite such term a nice to describe, man. Yeah, such a nice <laughs> word. But in, in a way, it's like you, you will push people to go to, to, to complete objectives. I would describe that for myself as well. So that's why we stayed back after graduating, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so um, interestingly, it's because I, um, cause I've studied in Hong Kong during my undergrad, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I see a lot of people like just continued studying master straight away, but you were working in another company before, you know, you proceed studying masters, yeah, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you were in big four, right? Yeah, <laughs> one of the big fours. One of the big fours. How was the experience? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you didn't point it up specifically which big four. So of I course. Can, <laughs> I can start complaining here. <laughs> so yes. I started out as an, after graduating in Malaysia, like I started mm-hmm. out as an under, uh, no, yeah, I started out as an auditor in mm-hmm. all the big fours and yeah, specifically the banking industry because oh. I was thinking, oh, banking, you know, the, that's where the big money rolls in. Because auditors to them are like pointless. Like, why are you even telling me stuff that I already know? People, like, usually the banking people, they hire auditors because um, the industry requires them to do so. The the authority up there, require, like Bank Nagara for Malaysia, requires them mm-hmm. to do so. I think it's very much uh, for compliance purpose, yeah, right? Yeah, for, for compliance purpose, just for regulatory purposes. People actually don't want you to be there. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it feels like I'm not really adding value to this company, rather that I'm just there to... Uh, just, just that's so that there's a signature on the papers, yeah. Just that. yeah, yeah. Just to take boxes, right? Yeah, and just to earn a meager salary. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah, but I believe that there will be people out there that are you know aiming to go into big fours or audit firms totally. in general. Like, totally. what are the advice that you would give them? The most important thing is to actually find value in your work. Like some mm-hmm. of my colleagues, they see value in it. I, I mean, like they get really uh, excited when they complete the whole audit project. It when you balance the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that is during college. Like if you balance... In auditing, you don't really need to balance them. Oh, you don't do that. Yeah, okay, you, just, okay, okay. you just do some certain checking and stuff. And I, I've met an auditor in mm-hmm. Hong Kong and I actually asked him, what do you like about your job? He said that he, he really likes it when he actually finds problem in in the in the company's account statement. So oh like, my god! When he finds issues, he's like, "Oh, I'm so excited! He's going to drill down. He's going to find something wrong, and, and he's going to find someone who's accountable for it." And he said that 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 makes it so exciting. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think like the most important thing is like you need to be able, you know, to enjoy and also yes. feel like you are adding value. And yes. of course. It's not for everyone. Like for me, straight up after uh, when I was finding my graduate jobs, right, I really yeah. didn't go for big force because I know that it's not for me. Ah, someone gave you an advice or, or you just knew it from your gut feeling? Gut feeling, I guess, like because uh, I've known friends that were uh, that are working in big force still uh-huh. in Singapore. So mm-hmm. I kind of know what, uh, what work they do. And yeah, I don't think that's for me. So that was out of the picture straight away. <laughs> um, actually, from what I've heard, um, mm-hmm. it, it actually depends on the country's culture because uh, I, ah, I see. In, when I was in UK, one of my professor he 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 taught auditing and he mm-hmm. he does auditing, and he was mentioning something about like for them as auditors, mm-hmm. they will leave work at five o'clock, like what? sharp. Yes, they go to work at nine o'clock and they leave at five o'clock sharp. 
What? Yeah, so I oh think it's God. more of a oh, yeah. like country's mm-hmm. culture. I, I believe it's the same in Hong Kong to, mm. to Singapore and to Malaysia. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I'm just really curious, like, what were your parents' reaction when you decided to quit Big Four? Like, you know, Asian parents, you know, the... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't sign up for this. Because <laughs> my dad was an accountant. Like, he was an accountant. Ah. He, he had his ACCA, then he, he worked mm-hmm. on it, and he became a charter accountant. So, for him, um, accounting, it's not the best path, but it's a good path. It's very stable, I would say, you know, like after a few years. Mm-hmm. You, won't, you, won't, you won't go hungry. Exactly. Yes. So for me, for them, when I told them I got into big four, they were like, this is the Woo! best you'll ever get. Then they're like, yes, <laughs> come, come, I come. So that, that, that is, that, that, they, they were feeling that way. But mm-hmm. after that, and I only stayed in big four for like four months. Oh my God, yeah, for when real? I told them, when, I, when I told them I was quitting, it was after I quit. Oh my god! I, I I sent the letter, then I just went back to my family. I'm I hope oh. that your parents know this already. If not, I really want to show this podcast no, to no, no, them. They knew, they knew, they knew. They, <laughs> they knew, knew it already. Okay, yeah, okay, I thank went god. Back to that and I just thought, like, oh, by the way, I quit my job. Oh. <laughs> they were like, what? Uh, yeah, I I I I I tried to reassure them. I told them that mm-hmm. I I'll just find some other jobs as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just tried to, but they were obviously upset. Lot. That was like telling me you knew that accounting uh, auditing won't be easy. Yeah, so, yeah I mm-hmm. knew. Then he said, "Why can't you like just uh hang out, hang in there for another two to three years?" Yeah. Then that's after, like the like, typical advice for big four. Yeah, if you can trainees. hang in for that, then you can go up to big. You can become a senior assistant manager, yeah. and then you can maybe like jump to another other other companies. Because you have the status, you have the knowledge, you have the experience. But if you're going to leave after four months, you are nothing. Yeah, it's basically like not getting any job yes. exposure when you're already and you have, and you have yeah, to... put in four months. Yes, and the four months will be shown in your CV. And company, <laughs> what happened to that four months? What happened to that four months? <laughs> so I had to like, every time they ask me, I have to like come up with a story. Oh, oh this, this, that, that, that. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah, true but... reason is because I, I just don't find value in the the job that I'm doing. Yeah, it's just a very courageous move as well. Like, you know, I think like especially in Malaysia, like getting into big four is like quite a big thing, right? That is the big four is actually pretty much the end game. It's yeah, like... for accounting students especially. Yes, yes, what we aim for aim for big four. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you could reverse time, will you still study accounting for degree? Oh, I actually will. Oh, really? Why? Yes, because I'm very sensitive to numbers. So oh, it has okay. actually helped me in getting my like my current job right now. Because whatever mm-hmm. my boss or my manager, they just show out whole, whole like a whole page of spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. I, I can actually, I can actually see the trend pretty easily compared to oh. colleagues. So I, I can actually oh. see the, oh, the, the why is the cost last year so much higher compared to this year? Like. Like mm-hmm. within a few seconds. Training up your intuition in yes. like, you know, sensitivity yes. with numbers. Yes. And sometimes you, you just feel that something is fishy. <laughs> when you look at it, you're like, huh, this 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 wouldn't work out. Then then you start drilling down into it. Yeah, so that actually helped a lot. It actually reflects a lot about its business. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think like it's because I oftentimes we just can't reverse back time. And we can just only make the best out of like the things that we have. So yeah, 
That's really cool. And interesting fact, the both of us studied in the same college during similar period, but we didn't know each other. <laughs> we just found out last time. Yeah, right. Yeah, we studied in Ta College, by the way. Ta College is so huge. Exactly, the uh, KL I, campus. Yeah, like, yeah like, it's like just for accounting alone, every year they take around like 1,000 fresh, like, freshmen. Are you serious? A yeah. thousand? Yeah, a thousand. So business, like, 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 Last mm-hmm. time they call it SBS School of Business Studies. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It's mm-hmm. super huge. Uh, cause I studied uh, my A levels there, so we were just like A-levels a small is bunch. All, um, what's it called? S-P-U-S? SPUS. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh my god, good old days, right? Good old days, the days where we don't have to worry about are we going to get fired tomorrow? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> adulting is hard, man. Uh, talking about like graduate jobs, right? You actually said that you know. Learning accounting helped mm-hmm. you to land your first graduate mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Actually, mine, how I got my graduate job was basically like the normal process. But Koshin has a pretty interesting one. Share with us. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's go back to the big four company. <laughs> so, <laughs> working in the banking industry, I, di- I didn't really like it. So after that, I mm-hmm. told myself that no more banks. Uh, no more banks. Did so- you legit say that? Yeah, I actually, actually told all my friends, all my classmates, you know, they were asking, oh, what do you want to go in? Because everyone was like, they're excited about AI, fintech. Some of them mm-hmm. want to get into FMCG. Some of them mm-hmm. want to get into like those luxury brands and stuff. Yeah. So they were asking me, oh, what do you want to get into? I say, um, I'm thinking about it, but no banks. <laughs> they were like, oh, asking why they just give them the reason they're like pretty legit pretty legit you, you have your target that's fine and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I went to a... So, so I have this like good friend Back mm-hmm. in master's class, like he's got built mm-hmm. with Taiwanese. Then he was like, uh, Oh, I found a career fair. The career fair is about IT. Mm. So it's like technology career fair at Hong Kong Science and Technology Park. And it's like, yeah, hey, let's go. It's pretty interesting. I'm like, Okay, let's go. Then they have this pitching competition where mm-hmm. you have to actually go on stage and, and just pitch about yourself for 60 seconds, just 60 seconds. And that's wow, elevator pitch. Yep, kind of. And right after your pitching ends um there will be a, a group of audience below and they'll be they'll be raising their what do you call it raising their numbers so it's like that basically mm-hmm. trying to auction you off mm-hmm. so he'll, be, he'll be like oh i want to interview this guy then they'll raise their numbers and then uh the the, the staff at the start will take down their numbers and just arrange us for a whole array of interviews right after our pitching Oh, yeah, so, so yeah, how many company like, raised like their their flag or whatever you was, call it? Mine was around um uh, nine to ten companies. What? Yeah, nine. So so each company was like fifteen minutes. They just limit them to fifteen minutes, mm. and so nine. I, I took around like two to three hours for wow. the whole like interview flow, and it was like ah oh, so taxing for my brain. <laughs> I couldn't even <laughs> brain after that. But yeah, that was it. So, um, the the. That was my current employee, the bank, that like <laughs> the head of HR was there. Yeah, and then she just said, I didn't know. Okay, that was, <laughs> I didn't know back then. I was still like, oh, it's a bank. I saw the list. I'm like, oh, it's a bank. Oh, I, I would. I'm not interested in the bank. But the, when she spoke to me, and she asked me, mm-hmm. she just asked me a very simple question. She just asked me like, um, uh, what excites you for work? Uh, for me, mm-hmm. like, yeah, if I can wake up every day. And I can uh, solve new problems. And if I can, like, just as simple as, like, streamlining the whole operation flow, mm-hmm. uh, that would satisfy me a lot because I can actually see tangible result 
to my heart as uh. well. Like, yeah. Then mm-hmm. just like okay, uh, if you are saying it this way, then uh, I will recommend you to take up this position, like this management training position in this specific stream, because um, mm-hmm. that's that's what I think uh, you where you excel at. She just told me that if you pass the aptitude test and you're basically in, so I'm like okay. Ooh, then yala, what happened to your friend? friend uh? Oh, my friend, ah, uh, my my friend went to a different company, lah. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't get in, uh. Because okay, the company that works right now, mm-hmm. they they would recommend you to be able to communicate in Cantonese. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's different. I think it's different with a company. Mm, yeah. I think like being able to speak in Cantonese is always like a like a. Plus point, uh, but I think for mine, it's not compulsory. But for yours, it is, right? It is. We hold meetings in Cantonese. Mm, like we have okay, seminars okay. in Cantonese. Everyone speaks in Cantonese. Although our emails and our slides are in English. <laughs> but like, mm. yeah. other than that, it's all in Cantonese. Yeah. So I think like what you said was uh, was right. Lah. Like you, you basically skip some processes. Like for yeah. me, mine was normal. It was like, aptitude tests, video interviews, and also assessment uh, day. But I think you skip everything and I, just... I, I had assessment day. But oh. assessment day, I also skip a part of it because there, there was this written test, which was mm-hmm. actually pointless. Everyone knows that it's pointless. Then I have this manager <laughs> interview, I have HR interview, but I skipped the last panel interview. Mm, yeah. mm. I, that was the most tough part, uh, but I think you already faced it during the exhibition itself so yeah because the one who met me was actually the head of hr ah i see i think she basically gave the green light Mm -hmm. so yeah i think like the the procedures of getting a job might not differ much as Mm -hmm. uh for malaysia or for hong kong yep right i think so because you got through the big four test too right the big four test was basically it was almost the same actually Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah actually the same <laughs> so I think uh, why why do you think you got the job? Uh? come on, let's be honest. Why did I get the job? Uh, I think it's actually very important to 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 actually like uh tell them about your story. Mm. I think people love listening about stories. So mm-hmm. as long as you have a story to tell and you have the reasoning behind it and the conclusion behind it. And if people think that people, I think interview is very simple. If they like you, they'll hire you. Yeah. Yeah. As an undergraduate, you don't really have, everyone knows that we don't have those like hard skills or those technical, really technical stuff. And as long as we are willing to learn and they like you enough, I think that's basically a green light for everyone. Yeah, I think that's a very important point that Koshin raised is because for me as well, I use uh, like a storytelling method mm-hmm. to uh, let people remember me mm-hmm. because you need to know, right, by the time you pass your aptitude test, like all those written tests, right, it's basically a green light already. You just need yeah. to, you know, get like the ultimate you green light. With you like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very honest, I think. And also basically think, see whether you will be a good fit for the team as well. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, you have to see that person most every day. So Actually, you want to make sure that... to specify like what kind of personality should I show. But I think exactly. it's, it's just like, as long as you show that you're open, you're willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And you are just, um, not, not to say aggressive, 
proactive. <laughs> That's <laughs> proactive. I think that'd be fine. Yeah. That's how he got a job, and it's been more than one year, right? Oh my god, time flies. Yeah, uh, I just I just got my like my notification from LinkedIn saying that oh congratulations, you're staying for a year. <laughs> Which is like mocking me, you know. But previously, I stayed for four months. Now it's like, oh, you mocking me, like One year. Yeah, yeah. Upgrade, upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I stay in my company for one year. Yeah, lah. Not like like the four months feels like an internship, to be honest. So. Oh my god! Now you mention about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I I of course I I had to do my research before I interview you, right? So okay. I. <laughs> Or would you say stalking? <laughs> I realized that you actually started to participate in, you know, TV commercials, drama since young. Oh. So, wow, we have a star on show, man. <laughs> Not since young, okay? It's like back then when I was still cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hit Not my when anymore. I was four years old, then it started degrading or stuff. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. <laughs> How did it all start? Like, you know, like, I was just like watching Disney... Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, <laughs> and you know you're already doing your thing. <laughs> um, you know it's too too for me when I was a kid. For me, those stuff mm. are actually just for fun. So mm. it, those 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 fame thing didn't didn't actually no I don't I didn't actually feel it. But um, I started mainly because of my sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So you want to talk about sister? I need to talk about my mom. Okay. So my mom actually has she has an idea like uh, what kind of adult she wants us to be when we were still oh. kids. Uh. So I think pretty typical Asian mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was like, okay, I want my kids to, she was very specific. She was like, I want my kids to not have stage fright. Ah, so okay. she sent me and my sister to mm-hmm. go on catwalk, which is the easiest wow. thing to do on stage. You need to, if you need to do a speech, you have to practice. If you want to sing a song, you have to practice. But if you want to do catwalk, you just stand them up, tell them where to walk, and they can come down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest way you can practice, you can train your kids like how to go on stage. Hey, parenting, parenting tips. Yeah, but, but that, was, that was a very pure intention though. Like, yes. you know, and then it ended up so many directions, like, you know, TV yes. comms, drama. And, and and that that that's how my sister and I got on stage. We we had a couple of mm-hmm. catwalks show then. Um those commercial those those agencies they scouted me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, yeah. I can so that's I was just how saying, we going to yep. Yeah, what was in my mind is that oh my god, imagining small you walking on stage. I would love to see a fake picture of that. <laughs> Picture of that. I don't think I still have that. That was okay. If I have to review my age right now, that was twenty three years ago. Wow. Oh my god! <laughs> Guys, do your match yourself, uh. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but but after that, my sister and I got scouted in the TV commercials, mm. and she has the looks lah. Then I don't have lah. Then then yeah, she went. Yellow yeah, that. That's how you guys end up different career. <laughs> different countries, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still back in Malaysia, right? Yeah, she went back to Malaysia. Yeah, so have you ever considered like developing your career path as an actor? Um, I wouldn't actually think so because it doesn't, it doesn't really give me the kind of satisfaction that I'm getting from my, like, my job right now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So it's not like it's not satisfying. It's it's still very satisfying after a, a day of shooting or after the end of production where everyone's very happy with the result and stuff like that. The celebration where we get an award and the friends that I I can I can make around the the social circle and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, it's for me it's still not tangible enough. Like yeah. Yeah, I think like what you mentioned before, like we are both quite result oriented. I would say yeah. <laughs> it's not that tangible. Yeah, but I think it's nice though. You you have a choice to choose between both careers. <laughs> not really, not really. I'm not those no? opa good looking kinds. So I don't think I have much of a choice. <laughs> hey, come on! Not not looks are important, but not the only oh, thing. Oh, okay. looks are very important. Like, hey, look like if you're a boss, you want to hire a you want to hire a subordinate. Will you choose a better looking one? Oh, uh, Tyson Ano. Tyson Ano, then you know what you mean, la. <laughs> yeah, la. yeah, but I think it's interesting, right? So, like, do you think the skills that you have picked up back then is transferable to you know what you are doing right now? Oh yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like acting, right? Acting is very important in the workplace. So important. <laughs> like sometimes when your boss suddenly asks you, do you understand? You'll be like, yeah, I understand. What did I do? I you so wrong. So easy. <laughs> well, you're panicking behind. Oh my you're god, what's happening? Behind. Oh my god, I'll ask my colleague later. But you in front of your boss, you'll be like, oh, come gantan, okay, moment time. You need to be presentable in work, I would say, not to say yeah. like acting also, but you really need to know how to present yourself. Yes. I mean, like, uh, work smart. Uh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I've been living in Hong Kong for more than five years and more than two years for Koshin. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of people that are living out of Hong Kong, right? They really have quite some stereotypes about Hong Kong or people in Hong Kong in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. <laughs> so, we are going to try to debunk them. Are you ready? Oh, bring it. <laughs> I believe there are, like, there are like tons of them. Yeah, let's start with number one. People in Hong Kong have crazy working hours. <gasps> oh, that... Okay, it actually depends on which company you're working for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're in my previous company, uh, the, <laughs> the big four... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard of stories of them working until 2 to 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, no kidding. Like, it's just the same in Malaysia. Like yeah, yeah. At peak at peak periods, you have to work crazy hours. Yeah, but um, mm-hmm. for my company, my current company, no. It actually depends mm-hmm. on how much volunteer job do you take because for you know for management trainees, you're expected to take out a lot of leadership roles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you are a normal like normal normal life normal normal colleague, then it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, so for me, is that uh, I actually interned in a uh, small size investment bank uh, mm-hmm. before I graduated. So I think in investment banks, the working hours are definitely more demanding as compared to normal ones, I would say. Uh, your salary also like a lot better, okay? Intern, ma. <laughs> so I would take is that it depends on like what role you are oh, having. Actually, it's not okay. everyone. No, no, no. Yeah, so not everyone in Hong Kong have crazy working hours, depending hey, on your job. Hong got, got healthy lifestyle. Eh? You see them go to gym, they go hiking, they go fishing, they actually enjoy their life, okay? Yeah, actually, like, hiking is pretty common in Hong Kong. There are so many nice hiking trails. Yeah, it's actually like, um, people actually think that Hong Kong is a city. It's like totally city, but it's actually like 65% country parks. 
Ooh, so, facts. Yeah, facts. <laughs> that science. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's how it is. So it's people actually have quite some of uh, a lot of them have like active and healthy lifestyle in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I don't really hike until I came to Hong Kong, and then that's when I started hiking. But I stopped already. It's so to... good in winter, like, autumn and winter. It's so oh. good, like Genting way. Jom, jom, jom. Jom, me. Okay, okay. Let's take that offline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's go to number two. People in Hong Kong have really bad tempered and they are always very stressful. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. When you said people in Hong Kong, it, it takes all, right? But but that that's not true. That is not true. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of like very friendly and nice yes. people. But yes. I think there is something about their taxi drivers. <laughs> I think there's something about their taxi drivers. I don't know what's going on, but sometimes they get they are so how do I call it? I wouldn't say that they're ill tempered, but they are just they are just not in the mood. A bit cranky. <laughs> yeah, cranky. Yeah, that's the word. It's like either cranky or hangry. I don't know. <laughs> but it's somewhere there. So it's like, my parents complain about that too. <laughs> it's like you're trying to like look like give them change, and they can just get mad at you. They're like, "Can you be? Can you be faster?" <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh my god, what's happening to them? But yeah, I, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say even like a lot of Hong Kong people are, are are like ill-tempered, but. Um, taxi drivers you just have to watch out for them <laughs> <laughs> and I think for me it's basically like you know the tone of voice you know like for example just now I asked uh, question yeah. it's so uh, low you know like yeah. the tone of voice yeah <laughs> and, and and they they wouldn't mind to add some like pretty colorful languages in between uh. so yeah, <laughs> I think that makes them a little more intimidating and third one People living in Hong Kong always bump into TVB stars. Wait, this is a myth or what? This is not a myth. Do you? Yeah, yeah, Have yeah, you? yeah. I bump into two. Yeah. Who, so, so, who are they? Okay, so the, on, if you look at it statistically, I bump into one every year. So oh my <laughs> You should bump into five. It's just that you haven't watched enough TVB dramas. I, I, actually, that's true. Because eh? sometimes I, I saw one one guy walking his dog and I was like, oh my god, this guy looks so familiar. But hey, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, the, 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 one, the first one that I bumped was near my university. So um, mm-hmm. um, I, was, I was being a very obedient student. I go to university classes every day just to tell my mom about it. Mm. <laughs> then, then I bumped into this guy. I, I forgot his name, but they call it they call him Pen Siko. The I think it's an old guy. Sorry, I don't watch TVB dramas. Oh, and also guys, not every Malaysian watch TVB dramas, okay? That's a but, myth that Hong Kong people have. <laughs> actually, Hong Kong people don't know that that they, they don't know that TVB dramas are actually famous overseas. They're like, huh? You watch TVB drama? Huh? You watch it? Where do you watch it? Where do you even watch it? Like that. I'm like, oh, uh, because it, it was nice. Not it is nice. It was nice. They're like, uh, yeah, agree. <laughs> <laughs> actually, like, watching TVB dramas is actually more common in Malaysia than in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, because maybe because local productions just weren't up to that standard back then, uh. Yeah, yeah, sadly. And yeah. Hong, no, you actually said that Hong Kong was dominating every area of the Asian market back then. Yeah, back then, that's true. Yeah. Now it's Korean yes. Opa Opa all the way. 
Korean Opapa and China uh, yeah, uh, and what's I that called? Those... Kuka. I don't know what's called. <laughs> they don't call it Kuka. Come on, what's this direct translation? <laughs> what do they call? You know me? They, they call they call Saika. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, come on, I got 50% right. Oh, Seo Sinro, yeah, yeah, that's true. Sinro, yeah. It's the younger boys. Yeah, cute, cute boys like Koshin. Oh my god, I'm looking at the mirror <laughs> right now. Please, stop. <laughs> yeah, so... Who who did you bump into like the second star? The second was Chong Chong Kai Chong. I want I forgot. Oh my, Cantonese is so bad. Oh yeah, I think I know. Yeah, is, yeah. is he a singer? No. Uh, he 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 married an actress. Ah shit! <laughs> I need to rewatch <laughs> my TVB series now. <laughs> yeah, so two stars in two years, two but only years. bumped into one in five years. Okay, someone has been uh staying at home too much. Oh yeah, show me out lah. Sick uh, okay. Okay, okay. Go hiking. They say if you go hiking, you can meet Tom in fact. Really? Yeah, they say if you go hiking, you can you can find him around. Like <laughs> my colleague of... showed me pictures, ah, but I've never met one in myself. About time, about time, lah. About time, ah, come on. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong is a very expensive city to live in. Wow, what are we debunking myths now, or are you just shout? Are you just like stating facts? Stating the facts. <laughs> Hong Kong expense. Uh, I I think <laughs> just look at the rent. Okay, don't when you go to Hong Kong, you don't look at anything. Don't look at any anything. You just walk to a property, uh, agency company. Then you look at the property price. Like even for um like us expats, right? I would say yeah. we spend a lot of our money in renting a place yes, in Hong yes, Kong, yes. man. Uh, let me do the math. I spend around like wait, my math is bad. I'm sorry. Uh, a quarter, I'll give you time. A quarter. Oh yeah, twenty five percent. Yeah, on on just rent itself, it's like oh my god, and I haven't even paid my taxes yet. Nothing, nothing. You don't forget, ah. <laughs> so it's yeah. So so that affects the whole. That affects everything. Like if you're a restaurant, you have to pay for your taxes too, and that mm-hmm. like indirectly you just charge it into your products, into your food. So that just ramps up everything. I think that's all for like you know some myths or some facts, which I hope that you guys will feel that it's quite interesting for you. Yeah. yeah so, like you know, how are you coping with like you know work from home and you know everyone gradually going back, uh, and also the fact that we are not able to return home for the time being. Oh, for me, oh my my office is actually implementing full scale back to office next mm-hmm. week onwards. So mm-hmm. um work from home. It started during January, right? Yeah, we started pretty early because of the COVID, the mm-hmm. whole pandemic thing yep. spread to Hong Kong pretty yep. early. So for the mm-hmm. first few weeks, it was like, oh, so chill, oh, so fun. But after <laughs> one thing, you, you realize that humans, we are social beings. We need human interaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were like, time to head out. But um, I think Hong Kong um, banks, to be specific, they were actually pretty prepared for it. Because mm-hmm. from what I've heard, the, the HKMA, the Bank Nagara of Hong Kong, they, they actually want banks to have this kind of preparation just in case of anything, terrorism, war, or stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. they were actually pretty prepared for it. So we got our VPN code and stuff like that. And we could like just start working from home almost instantly. Yeah, the, the infrastructure for working yeah. from home was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Hong Kong is too. efficient in a good way. Yeah. yeah, when they want in to get case, something yes. done, like they just get something done. 
Yeah. So, like, how long have you been away from home? Oh, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't gone back <laughs> to home since December. You didn't go back during Chinese New Year. My parents, my family came to Hong Kong during Chinese New Year. Oh, that's why. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, my whole family came. So, so it's oh. yeah. Though, oh, I, I think I would rather actually go back to Malaysia. <laughs> it's a Malaysian food. <laughs> Been like around one year, less than one year. Less than one year. Yeah. Like, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? I'm feeling that I'm I I'm going to have some pakute tomorrow. <laughs> I, 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 you can't really like um homesick is not the right term but um mm-hmm. but um I'll go back to Malaysia when the when when the customs are all open again for sure yeah yeah and of course like I think in Hong Kong uh businesses are pretty much ready to go back full blast into mm-hmm. normal working mode whereas yep. in Malaysia like the immigrations and everything we are just we're still pretty uptight. So, just waiting for the right time to go. Yeah. It, it yeah. might just be the new norm. Yeah, exactly. But, for me, it's like, I really, I really miss home. <laughs> oh, you, 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 you're, you're like Penang, right? Are your parents in Penang or in KL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my yeah, my in parents Penang. in Penang slash Sungai Petani. So, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that, you know, you are really coping really well. I would have gone crazy. <laughs> oh, nah, it's fine. It's fine. And then, like, what else can I do? What else can I do? I still need my <laughs> job. Right? I can't go crazy. I need to pay for my rent. It's so expensive in Hong Kong. I can't go Someone crazy. Someone have to pay for tax. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my! I, I I think I'm coughing really badly. I can't hear you. <laughs> And then later when we hang up, I was like, oh, I really want to go back home. Uh, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> but, uh, but I think life just goes on. Uh. There's nothing to complain about. It's it's mm-hmm. just like that. Life goes yeah. on. Yeah. And then we actually choose to, you know, go go abroad to, you know, yeah. work, to study. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you just have to accept some of the tougher parts of the mm-hmm. decision. The, yeah, the, the, the better part is the pay is good. The tougher part is yeah. just this law. So, okay. It's okay. I still can balance. Yeah. Tip sao jo. Ying meng. Ying meng. Ying meng. Yeah. So, last question. <laughs> What's one thing that you are really grateful for throughout this pandemic? My friends here in Hong Kong. Mm. Because, like I just said, if I continue working from home, I would <laughs> really go crazy, la. But my friends, uh, my colleagues, are they were still like asking, they were still like gather everyone, then we would hang out mm. in the car. Yep, you can't eat out. So, uh, we actually drove up. Uh, we actually tapau. Yeah, your podcast. Wow. Yeah. We promotion. <laughs> That's actually how I started this. You know. <laughs> oh, so okay, tapau. Then we drove up to a, a very nice breezy hill. Then we had a picnic there. Then we had some drinks. Mm. So that was like just from time to time, you just need to have this kind of outings. So. Yeah, I think for me as well, because like uh, I, I'm alone in Hong Kong. I don't have any like family relatives or here. Mm. So I think like the support system hey, that you got a friend in me. <laughs> oh, you got a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think like the support system that I can get from like, you know, my friends, my yeah, socials is really, really important, right? I would have gone crazy, man. So Malaysians, if you have a foreign, like a foreign friend, 
who's a colleague or who's a friend like just just hang out with him or her man yeah <laughs> yeah reach out, slowly, reach out to them <laughs> yeah they will be really really grateful yeah. trust me <laughs> that's one so, of the best lessons i've learned in hong kong yeah stay guys you have to stay close to your support system especially during tough times like this yep. know who you can reach out to when you have when you are sad or feeling yeah. down the both of us are really grateful for you know what Hong Kong has offered us, and of course everyone that we have met during mm-hmm. our stay in Hong Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they are so so okay. So the myth number two is actually not accurate at all. They are really mm-hmm. friendly people in Hong Kong. It's just that you just that sometimes you have to reach out and start being friends with them first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to reach out. Yeah. And sometimes also, you have I... the resting bitch face. You also don't know, right? People are afraid of you. Yeah, maybe I bump into Koshin in the street and then he was like, hmm. <laughs> Who will laugh and walk on the street, man? <laughs> right? Yeah, so, you know, sometimes, you know, in every city that you live in, there will be like the good sides and also the not so pleasant sides, mm-hmm. but you have to see the bigger picture, you know, and appreciate what you have. Yep. And sometimes yeah. deal with it. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can do. Yep. Yeah, so Koshin, tell tell us how we can stay connected with you. I, I have Facebook, I have Instagram, I have LinkedIn. Just my, my name is actually pretty unique, just Koshin. So there's no there's, there's no second Koshin. So yeah, yeah, come on, how to spell that? Hello, K-O uh, what? K-O-E. <laughs> K-O-E, then you mm-hmm. space bar in the middle, S-H-E-R-N. I'm a bank worker. A bank worker, uh, yeah, we, slash X audit. <laughs> that pass don't matter anymore. You want to bury under the bed, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, thank you so much, Koshin, mm. for being a part of this show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Dabao Podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed today's content. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button and stream all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and YouTube. Are you interested in becoming a part of this podcast? Drop me a DM on Instagram at J-A-I-D-A underscore O-W. Stay healthy, stay safe. I'm Jada L from the Dabao Podcast and I'll talk to you in the next episode.